Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcast 22. This is Boom Seb. Today's subject is all about having a full range of motion. And I can already imagine you guys going, Seb, what do you mean having a full range of motion? What the hell does that mean? Well, don't worry, you're going to find out in a few minutes. But before we go on my main subject, there's a little something I have to say about my last podcast. So if I can add um, some kind of 0.5, so it could be considered like a 21.5 moving on before moving on to number 22. Uh, but it's a comment that comes directly from Ivan, one of my really good friends. And he says, listen, Seb, I listened to your podcast about the Gibson story and, and what you meant after that. Um, but Ivan wanted to make sure that I understood that some of the market pressures, basically some of the pressures that Gibson felt has to do with the shareholders, whether it's a private or um, a public company, every company has owners and these owners and eventually shareholders do put pressures. So, of course, I totally understand that. And Ivan is totally right. A lot of companies find and feel those pressures so they have to come up with something new and at this point for me it's all good and of course I'm aware of those market pressures and the shareholders everybody needs some time at some point so if some of the shareholders felt that Gibson were you know taking it maybe a bit too relaxed hey why do you just why do you just focus on guitars or other very simple instruments when we could be so big and I really understand those pressures. The angle I was taking was not spreading yourself too thin, but this same story could be used in a ton with a ton of different angles. It could be how the executives did really, really poor work, how maybe some people working there didn't do a good job, so on and so forth. So we could really take a different angles, but the angle I chose was really to not spread yourself too thin. And the reason why it was really important for me is quite simply other companies just do better because they focus exactly as I said on what they're good. And one of these examples, if we take Gibson as a guitar company, there's another famous guitar company out there named Fender. And Fender did something similar in those years, you know, around 2005, they decided to be a little bit more modern. So they went out into the market with additional products. But there's a huge difference between Fender and Gibson. Fender's making audio products outside of their guitars for the past 40, 50, 60 years. That, that's what people don't think about. Fender, you know, and I can hear you guys out there, the ones at least that know these companies. They go, oh, yeah, but Fender did it and it, it kind of worked. I have a Volkswagen and there's a Fender radio system inside, maybe. And you know what? At some point, Fender, some of the, these products worked a bit less. Others worked well. But the difference, again, is that Fender had core knowledge of audio systems. 
because it's been in that business for a very, very, very long time. So it wasn't a strange change or a strange update for Fender to go into different types of audio systems because they've been building those amps and they still sell those today. If you just go on the internet and take a look at some of these Fender's amp, especially the old ones, these go in th you know to thousands and thousands of dollars. So Fender had that core competency and Gibson, they didn't. So outside of business, outside of pressure, outside of management, people didn't focus on their strength. So yeah, so I hope it's going to get better for Gibson. Apparently, the new management that's been put together to specifically manage uh, the guitar area of Gibson uh, are coming up with new products, or at least I, I think they're going to be repackaging a few of those products. I hope it's going to work out for them because it's really an incredible brand. Like I said on my last podcast, I personally own one, a vintage 77, 78. It's always hard to know exactly with the serial number which year it is. Uh, but it's a great guitar, so I really hope it's going to work for them. But when it comes from market, to market pressures or company pressures, up to what level do we need additional revenues what i mean by that is up to what point is what we're doing not right i just wonder sometimes who actually sits at the table and, and gibson's um situation goes guys i know we're building guitar let's go into this and let's go into this it always amazes me sometimes i think these are conversations you can have around a table i think this is a brainstorm you can have but are you actually gonna you know put it in motion I really wonder sometimes how far we should go. And another question that I have, at what point do officers and shareholders consider the dangers of changing a company? Changing basically a company's DNA, the products or the services. I'm sure you, th you can think of other great questions like that, but I don't know. Uh, some did it. I mean, some would argue, hey, Steve Jobs went back to Apple and he scrapped everything. But think about it for a second. Steve Jobs did exactly the contrary. He came into back to Apple around the end of the 90s, and there were like two, 300 products right and left. I mean, past management had created hell at Apple. He basically came back and created, you know, focused on three or four core products. As the, the ones that we know today, the iMac, there was, I think, the portable PowerBook Pro, uh, you know, like the towers. So there was just a few products. He said, wait a second, guys, we're trying to do way too many things. Let's come back and focus on what we're good at. And once our foundations are extremely solid, then we can think uh, to innovate something in relation. And that's how, you know, the, the iPhone, the iPad were born. So, food for thought. So, that's that. Let's move on to the main subject of today's podcast, which is to have full range of motion. So, where does that come from? It's really, really, really simple. In the past few months, especially I'd say in the past year, year and a half, I've been hitting the gym a lot harder. And... You know, is it the fact that, you know, because I'm getting older, I'm getting closer to my 50s, you know, do I want to, you know, keep my shape, be stronger? I think we can all have different, you know, reasons for going back either, you know, going to a new sport or just hitting the sport we adore a lot harder. And one of the core things that I've learned, I got a new trainer um, a bit less than a year ago, and he saw me, he said, listen, before I say anything, JS, just, just go in 
and show me what you do. So you're, you're telling me you do squats and you do deadlifts and you go and bench press. I'm going to look at you and I want to see how you do it. So we do a little, you know, a few movements. I hit the bench, the deadlift. And one thing that he tells me after his session is, Jess, fundamentally what you're doing is right. You have a good shape. You're, you're you know, you're, you're doing well. But there's something I'm seeing in what you're doing. You're not using your full, um, your full motion. You're not going through the movements completely. So when you're benching, you're kind of like stopping like an inch, an inch and a half before your chest. And when you're pushing up, you're not completely extending your arm. Your shoulders seem okay. You know, we could work on the technique a little bit more. But he says the fundamental thing to remember when you work your muscle is to have that full range of motion if you want to have the full range of advantages that comes with it. And the more I've been working out with this in my mind, thinking, always having that full range of motion, not only have I gained a lot more muscle in, in the past few months, I've gained a much better technique. And as such, today, I can lift a whole lot more weight that I could a year ago. So a lot of people are there, yeah, of course, the more you go. No, I, I, it's not the more you go and the stronger you'll get. There's really a big difference to understand here, and at least that's what I understood, and I thought it was a good picture for us to keep in mind. I had been going to the gym for the past 10, 12 years. My shape was very decent, you know, around uh, 180 pounds. I, I, you know, I looked fine, much, you know, in much better shape than I guess somebody that doesn't go to the gym. That's not important. And I thought I was doing all right. I was saying to people, no, I go two, three, four times a week to the gym. I'm actually working quite hard, but I wasn't working hard correctly. I was putting a lot of efforts and not necessarily having the gains to go with it. And I thought that's a great idea to have when we go into the office, uh, a project, a new client or working on something new, a new product, whatever it is. Don't only say to yourself, oh, but I'm here, you know, I'm putting extra hours the core question here, the core point that I want to put forward is, are you actually using your full range of motion? When you go into a meeting, have you prepared? Are you ready for what's coming up? Are you putting effort? Because just being there for an amount of time or for so, you know, for an amount of hours during a day doesn't mean that the results are going to get better. Some people could say, hey, it's working smart instead of working hard. For me, it's a little bit different. I think a little bit differently. I really do feel that people put a lot of effort into things, but instead of gaining knowledge on how to get better at doing it, they just say, oh no, I work hard and I've put effort and things are going to come to me. And I don't think so. From what I've lived in the gym in the past year, it truly changed how I work in offices because I saw things that I thought I was good in and I was somewhat good at them. But I said, okay, how can I go further into this? Not necessarily how many hours more I can put in, but how, what are the little key differences that I can put together for a certain task or a service and make it even better or try to make it a little bit faster or making it a little bit, you know, 
better. Like I, said, I keep repeating myself here, but you get the idea. So it's not only about going into an office or going to a gym or going on an ice rink. I, it's like when you see professional hockey players, some of them, they don't only play the game and go and practice. They'll go into the gym after that and they'll they'll think about, okay, how is my mind what I get onto the ice and how could I score more goals? Because bottom line, it just doesn't fall to the fact of of working harder. You have to work smarter. You have to have that full range of motion. So for example, if if you want to be a better rider, like I said in the past podcast, it's not only about writing bigger words or better words. It's really how am I working my plot into my story right now? How am I building up the characters? If I'm to put eight hours of work today for writing this book, how can I make it better? So that the eight hours, instead of putting 10, 12, or 14 hours of work straight, how can I take those seven, eight, nine hours and make them more worthwhile? How can I make them better? And I, there's not really one way. It's not a solution conversation that I'm having right now. It's more of a thought process that I want to leave um, in today's podcast. Think about all the motions that you have in your in in your day, in your life, and ask yourself: Am I just being there? Am I just putting uh, the time, or am I actually putting effort? Am I trying to get better at doing it? Just like when I was doing my my bench press, it sounds super ridiculous, but going down that extra inch closer to my body and maybe going up that extra inch on top of the bar has enabled me to add 50% weight to what I was benching before. So if you go into the gym and you bench 100 pounds, for example, a few months later, you bench 150. So if you bench more, you're stronger. And when you're stronger, you can do more or better. So whether it's your mind, whether it's your muscle, I think it's really interesting at least to think about it. So that's it. It's super simple. I ain't talking about nothing complicated right now. Think about the motion. Think about the range of what you're doing and the effort you're actually putting into something. And you know what? For the end of the podcast, here's the little bacon. You know, If you feel you're doing something every week and you're not putting effort and you don't really have interest, drop it. Either transfer it to somebody, let it go, remove it from your workflow, and bottom line, you're just going to feel better doing it. So you can actually focus on what's worthwhile for you, and it's just going to bring more value. So that's it. Range of Motion. Thanks for listening, and see you back soon. Mm -hmm.